0: Welcome to the Deptford Cinema podcast. Bienvenido podcast del uh, Deptford Cinema.
1: Deptford Cinema, the right place for
0: film lovers. Hello and welcome to um, another edition of the Deptford Cinema podcast. Uh, with me, Charlotte, and, and me, Maria. Uh, today we're going to do the uh, introduction
1: to films. I don't remember what we called it last time. Um, introduction to films that neither of us, had, the other person, hadn't seen.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I'm. I've introduced Maria to the film Raw, and I've introduced Charlotte to the film Ravenous. Yeah. So the the theme is that draws them together is cannibalism, and.
1: Uh... Cannibal films directed by women.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so which one are we going to cover first? Uh, let's do Raw. Cool. Okay.
0: Um, so for those of you that don't know about Raw, um, it is a film. Uh, it's a film from 2016 uh, that is about a, a young woman's rite of passage and discovering a um, an odd penchant that runs in the family, apparently, um, for eating uncooked meat, uh, which escalates. Um, so, um, it is uh, a film by Julia De and starring Garance Mil-Maurelia, uh, Ella Rumpf, and Rabanet Huafela and um the uh, main character starts off as a vegetarian and uh, attending her first year at like a veterinary college yeah. which her sister before her um is already there the, there must be like a, like two years difference yeah. age difference and um yeah, she starts to have strange cravings um for for not just meat as a vegetarian. Because, like, we've been vegetarian. Like, I've been vegetarian. You know, you create fried chicken, you mm. get drunk, you eat fried chicken. Yeah. The old fried chicken vegetarians. Um, But this one kind of goes a bit further. Than yeah. That. So, what was your
1: uh initial take on the film when you saw it? I just thought it was... I just thought it looked beautiful. Uh, I liked the whole idea of... She's just this young girl discovering her sexuality and yeah just I don't know cannibalism the the craving of you know is it a metaphor it's, it probably is a metaphor for something okay. I <laughs> I I you know what like I'm no film intellectual so there probably is a metaphor behind it um I just can't put my finger on one thing it, it looked good um I liked the story, although I kinda of felt bad for her roommate in the end. because um, I guess No spoilers. He's... Oh no spoilers. <laughs> right. Um, Damn. Okay. So let's try not
0: to touch on spoilers. Because yeah. like I think quite a few people might not have seen Raw. They might have seen Tatane. Okay. Uh we kinda of, did we spoil Tatane? I think we did. So, yeah, no, we didn't. Yeah. Uh, let's try not to ruin Raw. Uh, but like I loved how well written it was. Yeah. Like in, <laughs> so basically, Raw is all of the things that I love, and Tatane was kind of the opposite of that. So, like, when I, um, the reason that I was so disappointed by Tatane was because I liked Raw so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with Raw, the dialogue's amazing, the character development is amazing, uh, right down to the family uh, dynamics between yeah. the two siblings, um, the portrayal of, Uh, just kind of that experience of being that age and going away from home for the first time but Mm -hmm. it's also kind of a really toxic environment they're doing all of this hazing to the students and um, it's yeah it is beautiful it has all of those kind of um, high octane musical scenes
1: Without be good out, at filming like, like dance
0: scenes, yes, yes, but these mm-hmm. kind of all feel in context and it mm-hmm. goes with the rest mm-hmm. and it fits in fantastically. Unlike to where it's kind of like kind of weird, it's like she's crowbarred it in anyway. Let's not talk about it, um, but yeah, Raw was amazing, um, and it, it kind of uh, the tension grows quite gently, mm-hmm. and then you've got this. Ex- explosive ending that is quite surprising and not disappointing Um, so yeah I I thought it was amazing and um, just to kind of run over a a few factoids uh, about the film which I like to do Um, so uh, the role was screened in the International Critics Week section at the 2016 Cannes Film Festival uh, where it won the Fabrici Prize. Uh, But during the screening at the 2016 Toronto, Toronto Interne- in- <laughs> International Film Festival, some viewers received emerg- emergency medical services after allegedly fainting from the film's graphic scenes. Was- Which graphic scenes? I mean, I don't think it was that graphic. It's like, it's hardly Cannibal Holocaust. Right? No. <laughs> Um, I don't know why it was. It was kind of hyped a lot, and when I yeah. saw it, it was like, oh, I was expecting
1: something a bit more. I I don't know. Maybe like people at these film festivals just aren't. I mean, of genre films, you know, like what was popular still back then? I don't know. Was it zombie film or something? Like they're not expecting, you know, this coming-of-age cannibal story of a young girl um uh you know like there was like a lot of blood being splattered around like you know supposedly animal blood because I it's a vet school yeah there's a whole hazing thing yeah um I mean the scene that I was just like oh gross like the the bit where she's the sister has her hand up the horse's butt like I just I was, I mean that, that that for me grossed me out more than any like eating of like raw chicken or yeah.
0: But you see that in like lots of farming reality T V shows, bets with their hands up a a, a
1: cow's bum usually. Yeah, yeah, but I don't watch those shows. I don't <laughs> I you know like that like that that for me would have been horrifying, but it definitely wouldn't have required like a sick bag. Yeah. So, what was your favorite scene in a the film? Um, there's a few. Uh, first one that comes to mind. There's that bit where, sort of towards the end, where like they're fighting with each other because she just discovered that her sister had filmed her, like, at one of those parties. Oh yeah. Um, you know, she was acting all like a like basically like a wild animal, and her sister tempting her like. So, part of some guy's like dead body I don't know where this I don't know if a guy if if that was actual dead person or some guy pretending to be dead but anyway Uh she confronts her sister and then they're like attacking each other and at one point the two vet students grab them, and they look like two feral like pit bulls like the position that you know um so I like that one um well we can't spoil it. Yeah, yeah, don't don't yeah. spoil it. I won't spoil it. One of my other scenes is like would spoil the film, so I'm it's not at going the spoiling. end part. Yeah. 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 That was a really interesting
0: reveal. Uh uh I also like the end end part where it kind of reveals the family dynamic in its yeah. entirety. Yeah, yeah. And it is kind of like gender flipping kind of thing. Yeah. And um I thought that was really interesting. So, you have to, guys, you have to go watch it to understand which part that is. Um, there's a scene around the dinner table where they're, they're discussing the condition uh, that the the, the the female side of the family apparently has. Yeah. That's not spoiling it too much, is it? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so.
1: But I would hope that whoever's listening to this would have seen it
0: by now. Yeah. I've got some really interesting factoids about the film. Okay. Uh, so the raw chicken that Justin eats out of the fridge is actually sugar. Oh, okay. Uh, uh Marilia has confirmed that the scene didn't put her off chicken from then on, but it did put her off candy for life. <laughs> there must have been some kind of gelatin. I did wonder, like, yeah. oh, that looks realistic. How did they do that?
1: Yeah, I probably used some sort
0: of jello everything kind of yeah due to the graphic nature of the film ushers at the New Art Theatre in Los Angeles were handing moviegoers custom made vomit bags I think that's quite extreme like I don't know why they would have such a maybe maybe cannibalism is one of those kind of like um, taboo really, subjects really close to the bone taboos that people find, find really difficult topic. to. yeah <laughs> very. Cl- the... people find a difficult stomach <laughs> uh, because of the nature of it, I guess like it's easier to kind of process zombies because it's kind it of they don't really real. look like real people so much. It, it enables you to put that distance in, but um, yeah, it seem to really upset people. Cannibalism doesn't it? I mean, when we like I mentioned Cannibal Holocaust, uh, a film from was it the seventies? Yeah, it was the seventies, and that really like. People were convinced that it was real, and they were like, uh, "They were like these people have been killed," and they were absolutely well, convinced. And then they didn't believe it until they got the
1: actors themselves. They had to appear in court. Yes, director got brought up on like some obscenity charges. Mm. But it was like the pre, you know, it was the pre Blair Witch, where like he kind of told the I like in a way he kind of planned it because he told the actors to lay low, so people thought it was like. The real deal and then they have to come save his ass in court so <laughs> like no we weren't eaten were not eaten we were still alive uh i mean i think that
0: it's made that film completely notorious hasn't it that that yeah. whole kind of stunt it kind of it backfired in the terms of it was banned yeah but then it's kind of because of the whole uproar it's it's like synonymous with yeah. Um, Outrageous filmmaking.
1: I, I think for me, the thing that I found utterly disgusting about that film, although I would watch it again, weirdly enough, um, was the, the animal stuff, which was real. So. Um, oh, yeah, they killed a yeah. the turtle, didn't they? Oh, uh, yeah. It's just... Uh, anyway. It's like with Necromantic, the stuff they did with a rabbit, and then I just thought about your rabbits, and I was just like, no! no. Yeah, you told me about that film, and I completely just...
0: I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I have no interest. But you did say it was awful, and I thought, well, wow, if you think it's really stomach-churning, then that, I'm not going to stand a chance. Like, there are certain films that I just cannot watch, um, that other people love, like Hundred and Twenty Days of Sodom." Um, the uh, oh, well, Yeah, I cannot watch that film. As soon as it starts getting towards the point. Mm-hmm. Where you know they're gonna have that scene, then they're gonna be eating poop. Yeah, like nope, I don't want it. Can't watch anything else after this point. It's just
1: yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so I oh, you haven't seen it. No, okay, yeah. but I would like to see it. I feel like I have to as a. I mean, I just can't. Someone into already party shit.
0: I can't bring myself.
1: No, I don't think I.
0: Well, if you want to watch it. Um, So going back to raw. Yeah. So um, I feel that perhaps the cannibalism, yeah, as you said, it's about um, a girl's awakening, burgeoning sexuality. Um, And the metaphor perhaps of her devouring, maybe it's like, you know, raw sexuality being completely awakened and maybe into very kinky shit. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Sorry um i did i mean i love the film although i did have a bit of an issue with like how they they used the cat like and i've totally forgotten his name basically her roommate who's gay um as like i mean like the, like i guess well this is not spoiling the ends but like at you know, halfway through the film, like she does end up sleeping with him. I just kind of felt sorry for him in the end. I kind of felt he was used by these two sisters. Um, and why was that necessary? Why was that necessary? Like yeah. why? And you know, and he's the token person of color. Uh, so, you know, why couldn't she just, well, I'm not going to spoil it, but I just, I felt bad for him in the end. Um, yeah, so that is probably my my only issue with the film. Oh, Spoiler stuff.
0: So. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think uh, it does often kind of often happens in horror films, doesn't it? Where you have got uh, tokenism and then they they don't make it anyway. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're
1: just like immediately. Yeah. They don't last very long. It's really also like why couldn't they just let him? be like be gay do you know what i mean yeah like, yeah i mean it
0: doesn't make any sense that like she would have slept with that he would have slept with that yeah
1: That just wouldn't um i mean yeah he does have that one line like at, like in the i guess subsequent scene afterwards in class where like she's talking to him and then he gets really upset and he's like oh just because you know, I sleep with a girl one time, like, just because I slept with you once doesn't mean, like, all of a sudden, like, I'm no longer gay. Like, I spent, like, the last 22 years in the closet, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I don't I, you know, like, yeah, that's what I think about. I just, I didn't like, I, I didn't like how he was used in the movie. Yeah.
0: You know. They definitely could have done something completely different and not kind of... Yeah. yeah, well, it kind of had that particular subplot in it. Um, yeah. Overall, how would you rate it? Um, so, what sort of star
1: system are we doing?
0: Uh, I don't remember what we did last time. I was not it out of five
1: last time. of five. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a four. Oh. Cool.
0: Um I would also give it a four. Um it was a really strong piece of uh writing and yeah, there are some really strong elements. Um takes a lot for me to give something full full whack five. Mm-hmm. Um there there are problematic elements mm-hmm. which bring it down uh that prevent it from being a full on five. So yeah. I agree. Okay. Four and a five. Four it is. Maybe we could, like, create some kind of a sound bite to go with what we score films <laughs> What is that? Anyway, we we'll can oh, discuss yeah. that later. Really
1: um, so, on to Ravenous. Okay. Um, all right, so on to the next film, uh, which I introduced Charlotte to because she hadn't seen it, um, is a film from 1999 called Ravenous. Um, again, theme of this podcast is... Cannibal films directed by women, and there happens to be a few. So, um, this was directed by Antonia Bird, who uh, has sadly passed away. Um, but to give a brief a synopsis, straight out of Wikipedia, um, it's a horror western cannibal film st- starring Guy Pearce, Robert Carlyle, Carlyle, Jeffrey Jones, and David Arquette. Um, it's set in 1840s California, um, and yeah, um, okay, so Ravenous is a horror western cannibal film starring Guy Pearce, Robert Carlyle, Jeffrey Jones, and David Arquette. It's set in 1840s California, um, it was directed by Antonia Bird didn't do big at the box office. And, um, but apparently like, well, it's kind of become a cult film in the, in the passing years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, all right, this is, this is straight out of Wiki. Uh, so screenwriter Ted Griffin wrote a script that combined elements of the Donner party. Um, and that of real-life Colorado cannibal Alfred Packer, who survives by eating five companions after becoming snowbound in the San Juan Mountains in 1870s. However, in the film's plot, uh, well, however, in the film's plot also serves as an overt criticism, criticism of manifest destiny through its use of cannibalism. By turning the act into a insatiable hunger, with the voracious need to eat human flesh is equated to the all-consuming pursuit of power and wealth that was inherent to the expansionist attitudes of those seeking to settle on the American frontier in the 19th century. Um, colonialism equals cannibalism. Yeah, is the is the brief <laughs> is the brief version of of that synopsis. Yeah. Um, so. So yeah, um it was so it was filmed in Slovakia and Mexico um, oh, wow. and Antonio Bird was the original director and um apparently a week before production, the original director, whose name I'm gonna butcher, but Milcho <laughs> Milcho. <Manchevsky, Milchow. laughs> um Milcho. Milchow Manchevsky okay um basically he he got booted off the off the production yeah. um and then uh they were gonna bring on somebody else and then Robert Carlyle decided it was like well we don't wanna work with this other guy I've got somebody else I can recommend cause he had worked with Antonia Bird before um so, yeah, she came in um, to save the day, and then um, also, uh, well, I mean, you probably saw it in the in the credits. Um, Damon Auburn, yeah, did part of the score, and I fucking, yes. I, love I never pay attention score. to scores, but um, the first time I saw it, I was just like, mm-hmm. I was just, oh, this is brilliant! Like, it made me pay attention to the to the background music. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. with
0: oh, this soundtrack. Yeah. He should have done loads more stuff. I would love right. to see more stuff.
1: I mean, I yeah, I would definitely, like, I mean, I'm sure he's lost Maybe he's done something else. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, so, Charlotte, what are your thoughts on Ravenous? Um, uh, so, I really enjoyed Ravenous,
0: and um, the whole paragraph that you said about colonialism is cannibalism. Yeah, that really resonates with me. Um, I was just watching or re-watching The Shining the other day uh, at the cinema, and there is a whole focus in The Shining. It's not subtle at all. It's very much on display, the subplot about colonialism Mm -hmm. being um, not necessarily cannibalism, although there are lots and lots of... Like lines drawn between that, and the Donner Party is mentioned on many, many occasions. Mm -hmm. Um, But that whole kind of element of uh, it being about rampant destruction, and the people that survived only did so by basically just devouring each other, devouring each other, and doing it like by any means necessary. Um, I think the only exceptions were quite rare ones, where like where you had the the whole um, Roanoke Colony, mm. which they looked into later on, and they figured out that they um, they moved, uh, they went, they basically disappeared. Yeah. And initially, they thought like they must have all died. What happened to the Roanoke? And um, they did kind of like, it took the majors actually, and they actually figured out that uh they um moves they basically got taken in by uh a native american colony mm-hmm. and they found dna evidence to suggest that um yeah that mm-hmm. that's what happened they've got the there's, um native americans that are living in that area that have um colonial dna yeah Um, so but that was very very rare that kind of like if we're looking at Thanksgiving and the whole kind of the myth that's peddled about Thanksgiving that the reason that colonialism that the reason that um, the settlers survived was uh, the whole kind of you know making friends with uh, the Native Native, uh, American people and that's no, they just, like, they killed everything that they could. It's in, like, also it's in, uh, what was it? What's the Leonardo DiCaprio film? The one where he goes inside a bear.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. It's called Leo Eats a Bear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Leo gets eaten a a bear. That's I impressive.
1: don't know. Is that the one he won an Oscar? Has he won an Oscar? I don't know. I
0: think he won an Oscar for it. Oh, my God. It's embarrassing and I can't remember the name. Uh, the
1: the
0: but I think that, that the, the way that they um, they portray uh, the kind of the killer instinct of Tom Hardy's character mm-hmm. who basically just did anything possible, he'd kill anything he'd just eat anyone mm-hmm. yeah, the whole that kind of that's basically the uh, the foundation for America's founding yeah. is just Survival of the eating you know, of the peopleists.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, so so now that I've had one can of uh, drink in me, uh, <laughs> I can explain the plot of it without looking at a Wikipedia page. So um, Guy Pierce's character, I think Boyce, John, or Boyd. So he's. He's some sort of lieutenant in the army. They're fighting in the Mexican-American War. Um, he sees that, like, basically his men are getting taken out left, right, and center, and rather than do something about it, you know, he chickens out because like obviously an army turns to act of cowardice. Mm-hmm. He bas he plays dead the Mexican army, like once they were done, like shooting everybody up, they gather all the bodies. So basically, he's under, like, a pile of dead bodies. Tasting all this blood dripping down to his face, which I fucking... I fucking love the way they film that. <laughs> and then all, they take they take the bodies back to the Mexican camp. And then that's when he, all of it, like... Maybe tasting that bit of blood gave him power. Because there, there's also this myth of the Wendigo. Yeah. Uh, you know, written into the story. So he then... Takes over, you know, basically takes over in Mexican camp. And so, to the, you know, you see them all like celebrating him, you know, next scene, you know, he's getting his medals. They're all eating some like eating steaks with like not steak knives, but maybe like they're trying to be true to the era because I'm like, how the fuck you could cut up steak that thick with <laughs> lo- what well, looks like a butter knife? Anyway, so he can't. Like, he just, like, is grossed out by look of me. But his like, the guy above him knows that, like, he got the, to the Mexican side through an act of cowardice, so they shove him off into the mountains, to the, uh, up in, I guess, yeah, Northern California. Uh, and yeah, so there he meets, like, this sort of ragtag group of army people, um, and then... Robert Carlyle turns up uh you know looking all like disheveled like you know like he's saying that oh you know like basically this is probably where the Donner party bit comes in because he said he was traveling with um some guys from I guess from his troop is that what you call it um, battalion. Battalion. Company? Um,
0: I think it's company,
1: maybe. And, you know, like they got caught in the snow, and, you know, basically they, they basically had to start eating people. And so he managed to, like, escape. Um, and then, okay, so we're not supposed to spoil it, so.
0: <laughs> well, the film's called Ravenous. Well, like, okay. I mean, but yeah. It's, but it's really like... be
1: specific about who eats who, maybe. Okay. But then I can't. Can I spoil it? Ruin it? Oh no, no, no! I'm not going to ruin it. Maybe no. Okay. So yeah, and then it's this whole, you know, like they go to, because he's telling this tale of like, oh, he left behind one of the men's wives there with um, Colonel Ives, who was the the one eating all the people. Um, So then they all go on a search, uh, looking for see if she's still there. 2008 um, and then like and then I don't want to stop it there because then you kind of because then if I if, if I explain further then it's gonna like spoil the film wow. so but um yeah also just saying the vibe between Guy Pierce and Robert Carlo super gay <laughs> I just I like to me they're the original murder husbands. You know, uh they walked so Hannibal Lecter and Will Graham could run. And yeah, that that's yeah. my hot queer take on the film. <laughs> Sorry. I'll hand it over to you.
0: Um so yeah, I really like Ravenous. I've seen it a few times now. Um and what was my take on it really? Um I didn't I mean aside from it kind of like uh, really ingraining the idea of like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. That that must be how, you know, they conquered America. Yeah, but literally by because of course there was this whole thing, where um, a majority of the people that had gone over there to kind of settle the land were men. Mm-hmm. They were having to um, uh, pay people money, like women, to pay mm. pay people, women money to go over there and, you know, be willing to settle it was basically like a, a massive sausage party and of course you got all that testosterone like and then you got like short on food yeah it was just like mad mad feral times and um yeah the people that survived were either incredibly lucky uh or they just ate they just like they did whatever was necessary to like make it to the end like I, I love the whole kind of bringing in the uh i don't want to say winnebago what's
1: Windigo, it? it's <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Winnebago. <laughs> don't, don't, don't say don't say no i don't
0: sorry the Windigo, um kind of like uh the ancient myth of it um it just kind of brings everything that the whole kind of myth of the West, it just kind of puts it in a completely different perspective. Um, and um, it makes you think, kind of like, uh, yeah, like in a, a, a country that was completely founded on, you know, violence, the whole kind of gun culture. Yeah. You know, it just kind of makes things a lot clearer about why. You know, certain things have happened in recent years, and why there's, yeah, it's survivalist mentality,
1: perhaps at the core. Yeah, of and individualistic. Yes, yes. Let's face it; you can't colonize a country by thinking about the collect, the collective, as you know, collectively. But it's all about you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's
0: 25 minutes in the film before Captain Boyd. It
1: it was was Boyd, not Boyce. It was
0: Boyd, sorry, not Boyce. Who is virtually in every scene, utters his first full sentence. Yeah, I didn't
1: think about that. No, I didn't.
0: I didn't really notice that either. Um, The idea that he's like viewed so much horribleness. He's like silenced by (laughs) it. Oh... So the end fight was uh, made up by actors Guy Pearce and Robert Carlyle as the original script ending was meant to take place on the roof of the cabins at night on fire. Well, that would have been a complete... Yeah. That would have been quite a lot more difficult to film. To film, Yeah, Yeah. and much more dangerous. And they ran out of fake blood during that scene. So Guy Pearce was um, a vegetarian. And the the stew he's eating in the film is actually lamb stew, uh, so he he does actually put it in his mouth. But then, as soon as the director yelled "cut," he spat it out. Spat it out. That's a dedication That's to the a real
1: dedication, isn't it? <clears throat> All right, Charlotte, how are you gonna wrap
0: this up? <laughs> okay, so let's kind of bring this round. Um, so to summarize, ravenous. Um, colonialism is cannibalism. Both agree on that. Uh, how would you rate Ravenous? Um. (laughs) I Like...
1: Did it five star? Fuck it, I'm gonna give it five stars. Yeah. I really like it. Um... I love the, I love the score and that's a thing that I rarely notice when I'm watching a film. Mm. So that, that, that's a star in itself. Um, and yeah, I just like the use of basically how they explain, you know, American, yeah, the whole colonialism and cannibalism. And how America came to exist because it ate it ate other people, yeah, figuratively and literally, so yeah, hmm.
0: um I would give it a four again, mm-hmm. uh, Not that I have anything to fault with the film, uh, for me, it felt a little bit long, mm-hmm. um, I lost concentration a little bit, but like it was really good. It was a good film. I liked like how it made me think about the origins of the founding of the country. Um, And yeah, how it kind of brought in some unusual folklore. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and it kind of made you realise that obviously the Native Americans would have known Mm. that the people that were coming to take their land were eating people. Yeah. And it kind of really makes you, kind of, understand why they're they were very hostile—not just for the reason that they were trying to take over the land, but they were—they were really like messed up people. Um. Yeah, and it does kind of bring it into view, and it kind of if it's, it fits along with lots of other films that kind of refer to, um, yeah, the colonialism. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, but yeah, four out of five. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay, so um, two great cannibal films uh, with very different themes, uh, directed by very, women. Directed by women, uh, with their very different focuses. Um, one a bit of a sausage party, isn't it, Ravenous? Yeah. It is a sausage party. Yeah. From beginning to end, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and Raw, which explores um, cannibalism as a metaphor for female sexuality i think yeah and uh the best julio de corno film yeah in my opinion so yeah uh if you're thinking maybe you, you want to see detain don't watch detain watch Raw. <laughs> <laughs> my advice to you Uh so that's it um thank you for joining us guys until
1: next time yeah see you later alligators
0: Thank you for listening to the Deptford Cinema podcast. For more information about our current online activities, please visit our website www.deptfordcinema.org. Deptford Cinema, Deptford Cinema, the right place for film lovers.